I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Mental health is an essential aspect of our well-being, and it's vital to prioritize it for ourselves and for our loved ones. However, managing mental health can be challenging, especially in a family context, if we lack the right tools. I'm thrilled to have Bonnie Gray back on the podcast with me today to discuss this important topic. Bonnie is a soul care coach, inspirational speaker, and host of Breathe, the Stress Less podcast. In her new book, also titled Breathe, she sets out to help readers stress less and transform chaos into calm. In our conversation, she shares a few practices that can help us relieve stress, simple ways we can teach our kids to prioritize their mental health, and how to look for the red flags while managing our children's busy schedules. Welcome, Bonnie. It is fantastic to have you on the podcast today. It's so fun to be here with you to, you know, talk about family and how to lower stress and have more joy and peace. That's what we all want. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you are a repeat guest on this podcast. So a question we ask all of our guests is what is your family known for? So I'm curious, are you still known for those things? What has changed? It's been two or three years, I feel like since we've talked. And so like, what's, what's going on? What's up with your family? Our family motto is loving, caring, and kind. From the time they were born, I've always wanted to have a family motto because I was single until my 30s. And so I would always hear about these kind of practices families would do is like have a family Mm -hmm. motto. And so I was thinking if I ever have a family, I would want it to be loving, caring, and kind. Mm -hmm. And so that's been kind of burned into my children's hearts. And we practice that in our family. That's a priority. Anytime there's any kind of indecision or conflict, we always go back to that. Does this help us be more loving, caring, and kind? Do you feel that you are receiving love, care, and kindness? That is what we default to and prioritize. So that is what our family is known for. And I say this only as evidence of the practices I'll be talking with you about because uh, moms would tell me, you know, as my kids come back from playdates, they're like, oh, Josh is so kind or Caleb is so loving. So I would just say it's glory to God and how he's helped me on my healing journey and what I'm learning mm-hmm. I, my boys. Yeah. And they're older now, 13 and 17, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yes. You're amazing. <laughs> well, I have teenagers too. So I'm very aware of like, I'm, I'm like zoned in on that stage of life and how, how that changes the family dynamics and, you know, everything that we practice, we practice over the years, like you're talking about, like even as the kids transition into being adults, young adults, maintaining that motto and those values, it really continues to make an impact in their life, even when they sort of get wonky <laughs> in a few of those yeah. years especially when they get wonky and as teenagers. And I do have to confess before I was a mom, I was a youth ministry leader. Mm -hmm. So for me, teenage years is my sweet spot. Okay. Okay. So even if they're not my kids, teenagers, I know that they're all grouchy (laughs) and they all act like they don't care. They don't want to hear it. So I've seen that with 
kids that are not my children. Mm -hmm. So though I do feel so stressed out. And of course I'm emotional and I'm a human being. I'm a mom. It's like, ah, you know, like you're, <laughs> the way you're acting, the way you're speaking is stressing me out, but I can go into my youth ministry mode and go mm -hmm. like, I understand. I get yeah. it. And I'm yeah. not, this is my internal talk, you know, yes. can really be like, I'm not going to have you trigger me. I'm just going to keep saying what I wanted to say. I'm going to keep doing what we want to do because that's what you have to do as a ministry leader. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, very true. We need to keep on sharing those values, speaking and acting, even as they're transitioning into adulthood. Mm -hmm. They just look physically bigger, but they're really the same little kid. And in fact, I like to share this with parents. They have gone back to their preschool years mm -hmm. <laughs> or five, you know how they, they're just like, oh, they don't know how to handle emotional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens again during the teenage years. Yeah, that's true. So For they sure. just they're throwing their little emotional overwhelm in a different way. It just looks right. and it sounds louder because they have bigger lungs. <laughs> right. right. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that some of the things you're going to be sharing us to, with today apply to all seasons of life with kids, the little ones, bigger ones. So I think we're all going to get something out of this, no matter how old your children are. Yes. All right. So last time you were on the podcast, you were talking about Sweet Like Jasmine, and that was your memoir about your journey to peace, getting over your past, overcoming depression, anxiety, PS, PTSD, and panic attacks. And that was such a fantastic podcast. And if anyone's listening to this one and they didn't listen to the previous one, go back and listen to them both because I really feel like they work hand in hand. And I'll link to those in the show notes. But this new book, it's called Breathe, 21 Days to Stress Less and Transform Chaos to Calm. All right. So tell us about this book. Well, I wrote this book. I always follow on when I do speak and I share my newest books. The biggest question I got from my previous memoir is, how did you handle anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. and PTSD and panic attacks as a mom? Mm. So it was fascinating. And that was my way of knowing the Holy Spirit was guiding me to write about a practical reference book, a practical right. guidebook. What are the top 21 stressors? And I'm a soul care coach. I'm a soul care mentor. I've been doing spiritual mentoring for decades. And so this whole area of anxiety and panic attacks, I know what are the 21 top stressors because of what women tell me mm -hmm. in ministry work. And so there's a soul care quiz. I want everyone to take the soul care quiz. It's at soulcarequiz.com because you'll get quizzed on 21 different stressors and you have no idea which area of wellness it falls under. There's four areas of wellness that these 21 stressors fall under and the book addresses these four areas. Mm -hmm. Emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, and social wellness. And when we are stressed, whether we're having anxiety, we can't turn off the worry, we're overthinking. It's actually related to one of these four areas, but we usually don't know. So we're overwhelmed. All we know is we're stressed. But mm -hmm. it helps when we do know which area of wellness we are low in, mm -hmm. we focus and it makes it simpler to address how to lower the stress and to add back peace and joy in our life. So it's really important. So take that quiz at soulcarequiz.com. 
because usually we're, we're in survival mode. We're in the trenches of parenting. We either, one, don't have time to think about our wellness. Mm-hmm. Second, we're emotionally overwhelmed and we're afraid like, oh, that's a Pandora's box. If I really stopped, think about why I'm upset, I think I'll be really upset. Not, I don't want to go there. Third, women tend to focus on taking care of others because nobody has given us permission. There's nobody to say, you know what? You look stressed. Why don't you take a break? There's nobody, you know, once we, the kids are like, what's for dinner? I'm sorry. You're having a bad day, mom, but I'm hungry. (laughs) Ah, They don't even notice we're having a bad day. Right. (laughs) You know, why are you on my case? You know that they don't understand exactly. That's the third reason. And fourth reason, maybe we've never even had to think about our wellness. Mm-hmm. until we hit motherhood. And maybe you had, you know, an easier child during the early preschool years. And then now you're being hit during the middle school years, or maybe your child is already graduated and now you're hit as, you know, an adult. So we simply mean, the fourth reason is we we may not even have had to think about this problem, but now mm-hmm. with health being pressed upon, we're realizing I have no idea what to do. So this mm-hmm. book is written for every woman, whatever of those four reasons you're in. And I'm going to, I give practical reasons, practical reasons, practical <laughs> tips, actions you can take to help your body lower stress and add in actions that help you raise peace and joy. And the reason why I say raise is because our body releases three different hormones and chemicals so we can experience what we call peace and joy. Mm-hmm. This is really critical because many people feel guilty. They say, Bonnie, I'm praying. I've been asking God to release me from this stress and worry. Why isn't God answering my prayers? Mm-hmm. And you feel so isolated and alone. And you feel a sense of shame. Like, is there something wrong with my faith? And I want to say, no, <laughs> your faith now just needs to be put into action. You need to put yeah. feet in faith. That's good. And I love the way you're talking about it because I feel like so oftentimes I was thinking as you were speaking of like whack-a-mole, like we will put band-aids on the most immediate thing, but really not understanding what our stressors are and what is at the root of what we're dealing with and what really needs to be addressed versus what can just get me through the day or what will just make me feel good, like really understanding. I love how you put that, Kimberly, because that is how anxiety grows. Our default is to put our stress to the side and not worry about it and it'll go away. But mm-hmm. our nervous system, the way it was created has nothing to do with our faith. It has to do with the way God created us. We were never mm-hmm. created to hold and hide our emotions indefinitely. Maybe in the moment you can press through, but it's only supposed to kick into gear this survival mode. It's called fight, flight, or freeze mode only temporarily. And when we don't take that time to release our stress or nurture ourselves, that is when our body starts going into the red zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I love the practical nature of this book. So why don't you share a few practices that you give in this book? We'll talk a little bit later about kids and, and sharing practices with them, but just give us an idea of what's in here. Okay, sure. I want to hit the four different areas of wellness. And feel free to, you know, jump in if you want to talk a little more about any aspect of these. But I prepared four different tips I wanted to share with our listeners this morning to address these four different 
emotional wellness. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to Costco or Trader Joe's, they'll give you like food samples. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping with some of these tips, (laughs) the woman who needs that refreshment is going to go, oh my gosh, I need this book because this is taken from 10 years worth of my journey to heal. There's so much stumbling in the dark. Mm. It was just an area that was very foreign to me, but I want to provide this book as a reference guide. You can just pick it up and just dive into what are the typical, typical, the practical tips that will help you. Mm-hmm. How's that sound? Yeah, that's great. The whole concept of soul care is that we want to put on our own oxygen masks first before we help others. That's the whole concept of soul care. Soul care is nurturing the soil of your heart. And as a parent, that is where all our teaching correction, our inspirational mentoring, coaching, guiding, everything comes from our soul. Mm. So it's very important that we nurture and prioritize our our soul care. And Jesus is the one who has invented the whole concept of soul care. He says, come to me, those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. Notice he doesn't say give you rest for your mind. Mm. He says, give you rest for your soul. Your soul is where your personality, your emotions reside. So the first area is emotional wellness. And not just you, Kimberly, but me and our listener as well. Do we often pay attention to the feelings of others, but easily neglect our own feelings? And when there's something wrong going on, whether it's in our family, our ministry, our circle of friends, do we often feel like we're the ones to pick up the pieces? Yeah. This is a symptom of being too responsible. And so it's no surprise to us that studies show us that women suffer from burnout more than men. Hmm. It's no surprise, right? Yeah. We're the ones that always feel like if anything, there's any problem, we're the ones who have to pick up the pieces. Yeah. We're the ones that are going to have to figure out what to do and do something. But here's the myth. We cannot think our way out of stress. Hmm. This is one area that our superpower as moms and parents, we cannot solve with our thinking mm-hmm. and problem solving. We have to nurture our way out of stress. So don't think your way out of stress. You have to nurture your way out of stress. Mm. So let me explain. There are two types yeah. of anxiety. There is left brain anxiety and right brain anxiety. Left brain anxiety is where we have to figure out the logic of a problem. But what causes stress and anxiety is our right brain anxiety. This is where our emotions reside. Yeah. Now, how do you turn off that anxiety or lower it? Well, guess what? If you focus on problem solving, obviously, if you can solve it, solve it. Yeah. But anxiety and worry comes from things that can't be solved by thinking more about it. Right. When we try to apply (laughs) thinking, it actually increases anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. We have to use our right brain. God created us with a right brain and that's the emotional part of our brain. That's also the five senses. So Mm -hmm. first tip for emotional wellness is that we have to do something with our hands that we Mm -hmm. enjoy, that brings peace and joy. Because when you're doing that action with your fingers, say it's playing an instrument or it's gardening or it's baking, Or for me, I love to be able to, I like to journal. I just, I just love it. I love doing that. So what is it for you, Kimberly, that you like to do with your hands? That's stressful. Uh, 
Well, does tennis count? I mean, it's like sports, but it's like if I'm at like physically engaging myself, I mean, if I would think of like fine tune type stuff. Something that gives you like peace or joy, like something that's you you can make or you do with your fingers. Without my brain? <laughs> because I like, I love crosswords. I used to love to draw, but I don't do that as much anymore. Now you're really challenging me because I'm wondering, what is it that I love to do? With your hands. Okay, say you were I love to organize. Like organizing always like makes me feel better. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could be simple as just cleaning up a drawer that's in my bathroom or, you know, just seeing a before, like having tangible, I don't know, creating something that, you know. So anything, yeah, maybe your creativity is around, you know, home decor mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. That's still using your hands. That's still creative. The way you would organize yeah. home is different from another person. So yeah. home will be your canvas. Mm-hmm. I do like cleaning, like cleaning something up, making it more organized. Yeah, there's just something about wiping off the counters right. and cleaning things off and so the yeah, so anytime we we activate any of our five senses, those activities will help lower stress. It lowers the stress hormone cortisol and then it releases serotonin, which is the happy hormone. Mm-hmm. So it's very important when we do feel stress or anxiety, we need to do things that are nurturing and something that uses our hands. There's mm-hmm. okay 20, 21 different tips on it, but this is one of the most powerful ways. And so some people will call it finding your flow. Mm -hmm. And so the way God created each of us, our personality is very important. And we usually ignore that whenever we're stressed or pressed for time, that's the last thing to go is anything that seems personal to ourselves, but Mm -hmm. it's actually key to lowering anxiety Mm -hmm. when we feel overwhelmed. So the Bible says, in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, comfort others with the comfort we first receive ourselves. And, you know, emotionally as, as parents, we are the shock absorbers. We're the ones that sustain and watch all our kids or our husbands, you know, kind of go through their negative emotions, but they don't go away. They stay within us. So we have to release it. And so doing something with our hands is a way to release that stress. Hmm. I'm going to be on the lookout now for opportunities to explore that for myself for sure yes you know if you were if we had more time I would kind of delve into your childhood because I would that's something that we do as in my soul care coaching ministry Mm -hmm. we'll go through and we'll do some exercises to explore well as a little girl what were the things that you did do or things that you want to do but you never got a chance to so Mm -hmm. for me growing up as the oldest in my family everything was just focused on practical things yeah because I needed to be but I realized as I learned more about anxiety because I was experiencing it and I didn't understand why. Oh, well, I guess it's not a surprise. I don't even know what it is that, you know, I would like to do. Like mm-hmm. that's just language. So it's a whole I think that's common among moms because we do. We, we 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 start taking care of everybody. And I don't even want to say we lose ourselves because I, I I feel like we go from one season to the next, you know, like I went from college to living on my own and being so excited to like, work and get a job and put the hours in and then you meet somebody and then you get married and then you have kids and then you're like what do I what do like you're so busy going from the next phase to the next phase and then you're in this extended period of time as a mother and you're like looking around going what do I even like to do because I I encounter that too with with people I'm coaching 
as we talk about their family values and their passions and what they're passionate about, they're like, I, I don't even know. You know, they never took the time to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And so this whole era of soul care, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. I had to ask, I'm well, gosh, that just, just doesn't seem like it's very spiritual to me, God. Like, really? This is what you want me to figure out what gives me joy? That was my <laughs> initial response. But God brought this scripture to me, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And I realized I didn't even know that word was there. I mean, I knew it was there, you know, the mm-hmm. word on the page, but I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. So the is where mm-hmm. the psalmist says, for you created me in my innermost being. It's the innermost you. So for instance, we would just climb Mount Everest for our kids to tell them, try this, take this class. It's okay. You can try. Maybe you don't like it. See what you yes. like. We're such good <laughs> for them, but we spend no money, no time, no space for ourselves. So motherhood is a time where we need to have that exploration because it affects everything. It affects Mm -hmm. our own joy. It affects the tone of the family, the mood, Mm -hmm. and it affects our marriage and it affects our well-being. Mm -hmm. I mean, not robots. So if anything, motherhood is really the crucible where we realize I've lost my joy. And it's kind of the secret that every woman kind of keeps inside because we don't, we want to be that Proverbs 31 woman and we don't want to appear as if we're not being faithful in our role as moms, but God sees and nowhere in the Bible does it say, Oh, once you become a mom, God says your peace and your joy, isn't that important? Mm -hmm. It says the opposite in order to, to experience God's kingdom. He says, you need to have a faith as a child. And so the disciples said, look, Jesus doesn't have time to play. So kids just like he's working. But we need to have that space to play. Mm -hmm. This gets into the second area of wellness, which is physical wellness. And so one of the first thing moms tell me when I do meet with them for soul care coaching is that they didn't know they were stressed until their hair started falling out Mm. or their skin broke out in hives. They started having insomnia or their fibromyalgia worsened or they're getting migraines. And so our body is the last line of defense. It's like mm-hmm. so good at what we just talked about, just pushing through and just doing what we've always done. It's it's nothing like we've done wrong. We're just doing what we know. But yet our bodies will tell us, no, you have gone past your limit and you actually need care. You need nurture. You need joy. And so there's a story in, this, in the Bible that says everybody thought this little girl was passed away because she didn't breathe. She was lying on her bread, wasn't on her bed. What? <laughs> that's Jairus's daughter and so when Jesus came to sit next to her bed he held her hand and when she did regain her breath what did Jesus say he said give her something to eat Mm. Jesus didn't say go serve the crowd outside did you know they've been waiting for you and praying for you for hours he didn't say go do your chores you know, the laundry needs tending to, or, you know, go do your mm-hmm. home. No, it's give her something to eat. So it's very important to Jesus that he wants us to take care of our bodies, our wellness, our physical wellness. And so that's the other thing as moms, you know, we make sure our kids get fruit three times a day, make sure they get their vegetables. Well, are, are we eating fruit? Are we drinking water? we are neglecting ourselves. We're dying on the vine. And Jesus says, it's very important 
that you care for your bodies the way I would care for you. So one practice I do, it's called imaginative prayer. And so a lot of times when we're stressed, the first thing we do is a negative self-talk. Like just suck it up. I'm, I'm saying this is what I say to myself. I would never yeah. say this to Kimberly or to anybody else. But we say the hardest things to ourselves. Bonnie, just suck it up. Just get it done. Stop complaining. And I will do imaginative prayer because now I know that's one of my stressors. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'll say, okay, I'm picturing Jesus standing next to me or holding my hand on my bed as I'm about to get up. And I'm just negative self-talking to myself. What would Jesus say to me? Mm. You know, every time we do this practice, it's amazing how loving Jesus is and what he wants us to take care of. What does he want to prioritize for Mm. ourselves? Not for our family, ourselves first. Mm -hmm. One of the simplest ways that I can take care of my physical well-being is a 10-minute walk. And when I say physical well-being, the reason is because I would have trouble sleeping at night. And a lot of times we don't understand why. And this is very powerful. I talk about this in my book. It's called charting. And it relates to even our kids. Charting in our day or making notes, if you're not into charts, kind of putting yourself in a green, blue, or red zone. So every activity you do, make a note even if it's mental, is this a, a red zone activity? Meaning it's really stressful. Blue zone means it's demanding. It's taking from your emotional tank or third, it is peaceful, enjoyable, brings a smile to your face. If our day is full of a lot of blues and reds mm. and greens, we're going to have trouble sleeping the night. The reason is because the green activities that are pleasant, and enjoyable, they create serotonin. This is a chemical your body releases because at night, your body converts the amount of serotonin you have into melatonin. Hmm, okay. Melatonin is a chemical your body naturally releases at night so you can feel sleepy. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of cortisol triggered by blue or red zones type of activities, you are not gonna be able to sleep that night. It's not because you're not praying enough. It's not because you're not memorizing scripture enough. It's because you have not put feet to faith to put time in your day to do things that are peaceful or joyful for you. Mm. So that is something I do the first thing in the morning, 10 minute walk outside will lower cortisol more than 45 minutes at the gym. Mm. So I know you talked about tennis mm-hmm. and for heart health, but in terms of lowering cortisol, something that's like a walk where you can see things, notice what's beautiful to you mm-hmm. and hear nature sounds. Mm-hmm. You can maybe stop to, you know, feel the wind on your face. That's tactile. You can smell the scent, the fragrance of your walk. All those things will lower cortisol. And because we're practicing our faith, We can talk to God about our stresses. We can just pray, or maybe we can just have silent prayer, meaning just Mm -hmm. receive God. Yes. That's the second tip is in physical wellness. The third is social wellness. I'm going to just touch on this because I want to honor our time together. But Jesus's worst night of his life, and right now we're stepping through the season of Lent at the time of this recording, he brought three people with him. We know that Jesus 
make, made it a regular practice to pray alone. So he didn't need these three people with him, but he needed friends that night. Mm-hmm. He allowed them to see him at his lowest point when he's crying. And he says, my, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. We saw Jesus in that moment and he needed, he brought three friends. And so this is a really good quick tip about the power of three. I always like to be inspired by Ecclesiastes. It says a cord of three strands cannot be broken. So I myself have a practice and it's backed by science that we always want to have somebody that's a little ahead of us on the journey as a mentor. Okay. So maybe for Kimberly meeting with her as a soul care, spiritual coaching or with me, soul care coaching, or somebody in your life, that's a mentor. Second, mm-hmm. you want somebody that's in the trenches with you, like Kimberly and me, we immediately like connected because we mm-hmm. have teenagers. Mm-hmm. Third is a woman who's in a younger season so that you can share your journey with her. So these are three areas of wellness because studies show that when we're connected to people, when we're sharing our stories, not just working, planning things out, doing things, but Mm -hmm. to share how we're doing and share our stories, that is what builds resilience. Mm. My fourth area is on spiritual wellness. And so this really powerful soul care technique you can use in any situation to stop anxiety right away. It stops your body stress response that I say, you know, gets triggered when we have different stressors. You can activate your body's God-designed rest and relaxation response. It's called a breath prayer. Mm -hmm. So the breath prayer uses the natural rhythm of your breathing. And studies show when it's very popular in secular culture now, which is called breath work. So you breathe in. You breathe out. Well, what's interesting is that there are a thousand scriptural references to the word breathe or breath. Mm -hmm. And that's what inspired me to write this book called Breathe. Because God is the originator of breath work. Yeah. So when we breathe in, we want to add a prayer. So we use scripture. So one of the, my favorite scripture is 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So breathe in. I cast my cares on you. Breathe out because you care for me. And you just keep doing this as a prayer, breath prayer, three times. And within the three times, breathing in through your nostril, blowing candles, like you're blowing candles through your your, your lips, you will lower your heart rate to resting place. And then you'll renew your spirit. Mm, That's good. I love all of those. So, you know, we're not the only ones that experience stress. Our kids experience a ton, especially as they get older and they become aware of the world around them. And so how do you share some of the things that you learned with your children? How do you teach your kids to prioritize their mental health? Well, this is really important. The The school district that my two sons go to, it's the first school district that the CDC did an investigative report on and research because there are high rates of suicide here. Mm in Silicon Valley. So this, the things I'm telling you are very practical things that I put in my book. I have my kids practice all of them because Mm -hmm. as I do them, I then pass them on to them. And one of the first things is this breath prayer. So for my kids, test taking is very anxiety triggering. So before they take their tests, we, I tell them to do the breath prayer. They do it. Nobody can, would know they're just breathing. They're just praying. And so I'll give them that breath prayer and they, they do. They'll say, oh, mom, it really helps. It really calms me down. And then their mind gets clear because when they're stressed out, 
you know, they can't think of answers. They're totally, you know, not doing well. And in during the test taking, so this helps mm-hmm. calm and clear their mind and it helps remind them God is with them mm. every morning. And I don't want people to feel like, oh gosh, I couldn't do it every morning. You can do it once a week. We have a really short devotional. We use Max Lucado, Grace for Today. It's really short. It's so short. It's just one paragraph. And then I just have them each read a page and it has a scripture. And I just say, hey, we just ate breakfast. You fed your body. We're just going to feed your soul. And I said, you can use this scripture for a breath prayer today or any mm. of think of them. So they are never going to be like, oh yeah, mom, that's great. Yes, I'll do that. No, <laughs> they, they don't say anything and that's okay. That's okay. We're just kind of packing snacks into their their soul's lunchbox. And then we trust that the Holy Spirit will bring it to their mind. Mm-hmm. And we know that, right? The psalmist says that I've tucked your promises in my heart, right? Tuck them, your word in my heart so that one day when they need it, it's going to come and it does happen. It does work. So mm-hmm. don't be weary, just keep sowing. You will reap a harvest with your kids. The second practical thing we do is every weekend, and I started this when they were little kids in a, as preschoolers. That's when my panic attack started. So I knew I needed to be outside. I needed joy to kind of lower the cortisol, to release anxiety, and then to add more serotonin, dopamine, endorphins into my system to help my body, you know, kind of get back on a path of calm from chaos mm-hmm. to calm. So we started a joy list. Now, I didn't tell them it was called a joy list. I just called it family adventures. So everybody, we would have a whiteboard. We still do it, even though they're teenagers. We have a board where everybody gets takes turn and talks about one thing that they would love to do. Mm-hmm. And it can be simple, like, I want to go out for frozen yogurt. You know, I want to do mini golf. I want to do sky high, which is like an indoor um, skydiving thing. Mm-hmm. It can be small and it's just brainstorming. And then at the end of that brainstorming, we'll say, okay, everybody choose one thing. And so every weekend, because there's four weekends in a month, we will do one for each person. So Eric, my husband, will do his joy kick, then Bonnie, then Josh and Caleb. And so every weekend, people have some, we all have something to look forward to. Studies show when you're stressed, if you can put your mind on something you're looking forward to, that is going to help you be resilient to get through it. That's that is proven. Your mm-hmm. brain will start to lower cortisol. Second, when you have a family culture where even if you have bumpy conflicts or arguments during the week, but your kids through experience knows that you can still be a family, spend time together, do things that bring each other joy, then they will develop that bond with you. Mm. So it's very important that you have an emotional account with your children, meaning just like you have a bank account, you want an emotional bank account. We can't just withdraw from that bank, that emotional bank account from our kids by always correcting them, always lecturing them. There are times we have to discipline, we have to correct. But if the tank is low in that account, that is going to be very harmful for the relationships with our children. Yeah, Fill it with joy and peace. And not just your words, especially with children, it's going to be your experiences that is going to help them feel our love, not just know it in our left brain. So that comes full circle with what I talked about, about mental health and wellness. It's our right brain that lowers stress and anxiety. So it's not enough to say, you need to trust God. 
Don't worry about what your classmates said to you or don't, don't worry that, you know, you didn't make the soccer team or whatever it is that stresses your child out. You need to have experiences with your child. So your child can feel peace and joy and have Mm -hmm. her emotional tank filled. Mm -hmm. Very important. Yeah. I found that to be true. Like experiences bring our family together. When I see the kids start to bicker, I'm like, oh, we're due for like a family day. And it could be anything, just going into the city for a day, going to a museum, going to get ice cream. Like sometimes we have to force them to to have fun at this age, but it always resets us. It's always something so good for us. And that's the third tip, which is we have to provide them with comfort first. Mm. So to name their stress. So studies show at UCLA, they did a brain imaging study that when participants watched negative emotions on a video, other people experiencing negative emotions, their bodies were stressed. Their body responded with anxiety, heart rate spiked, blood pressure went up. But when they were asked to watch the same video, but just simply name the negative emotion, just name it, label Mm -hmm. it, their bodies relaxed. So when our children are experiencing stress, they're grouchy, they're coming home just like with a bad attitude, resist that urge to, you know, call them out on it. Yeah. We need to comfort. We need to say, oh, what a day it must have been for you. What was going on? And they might not even want to talk to you. They might say something that's, you know, negative back. And then it's not saying that we're doormats. Obviously, if they're they're being inappropriate, we need to be, say, a boundary like, that is not respectful. Okay. I don't want to be spoken to that way, but we want to say, you know what, why don't you relax? Let me, you know, get you whatever it is they like to eat. They need that nurturing. They need that mothering, that pampering, even though they don't show it because that fills their comfort. Mm. So that's very, very important. And then just to ask them about what happened during the day, they don't connect with their feelings. They won't say, oh yeah, I'm worried about this or I'm stressed about that. But what I do, it's called a story method, like a movie. So I'll say to my son, okay, tell me like it's a movie, like step me through what happened today. What, like, tell me like Mm -hmm. what happened first class. Tell it like it's a story. Yeah. And as they're telling the story, that's when you kind of learn some information. So, yeah. And also, like you said, doing things is where they will share. So sometimes mm-hmm. they won't really anything, but once you are out doing something together, even grabbing a hamburger, yeah, <laughs> yeah. suddenly they start tra- talking. So yeah. that's really important with our kids. Yeah. So what are the things that we should be on the lookout? You mentioned some, that when women come to you, they often wait until the red flags are obvious, right? So what are some of the things we should be consider when we're looking out and observing our kids, handling their schedule, seeing their relationships? What are some of the things we should be on the lookout for when it comes to stress in their life? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. A lot of times we tell our kids, we we tell our kids just to like, don't worry if you're stressed, just get it done. Mm -hmm. And so if you find that your child is bored a lot, is playing video games a lot on social media, a lot, they're doing things that just seem like they're checking out. Mm. A lot of times we will try to lecture them out of those things. And we get really upset because they'll keep doing the thing that we don't want them to do. And so that is a big red flag when they're not, they're losing interest. 
Mm. And things that once gave them joy is no longer, or they're just withdrawing mm-hmm. and they're just not wanting to connect. So a lot of parents will say, well, they're just being teenagers and I'll just leave them alone. Okay. In terms of wellness and soul care, that is the wrong movement to make. That's the mm-hmm. wrong direction. If they don't want to talk to you, then we need to think and brainstorm of what are some of the things that will give them interest. And like you said, they will not be interested when somebody's depressed, a child is depressed or anxious. Mm-hmm they're not going to be interested in doing anything quote unquote fun. Mm. Okay. Because they're there, they're depressed or they're anxious. So we just have to lovingly guide them just like we used to do when they were little. I said, you know, the preschool years, we would just lovingly, you know, take their hand and bring them to another place if they're having a meltdown. Right. And then we distract them or better word is redirect them. Mm -hmm. So don't, we don't respond to the negative feelings that they're experiencing. We want to help them by guiding them to an experience. Mm, it's good. Thing like, okay, we're going to take a break and we're going to, you know, right now, I just want you to have, you know, e- eat a snack. I think, you know, you've had a long day and I want you to just say, Oh, I don't want to, you know, whatever they're, they're, they're upset. And they have said, I know, I know you're upset. It, I would be too. I would be too. So empathizing. I would be too. Mm. Um, you just have to take 10 minutes. I know, I know you don't feel like it, but this is what I want you to do right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all in our tone. If we're just like, you know, this is what you have to do right now. It's different than I know mm-hmm. it, it's just 10 minutes. I, I'd like you to come and do this now and you can come back to this and inevitably they will feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very mm-hmm. important. Those signs is not to just say, well, they're teenagers. I'll just leave them alone. And then this is just the way it is. This is not yeah. true. Yeah. This is to any time you look at youth ministry, what is it that they focus on? They go take them on their experiences mm-hmm. to go to their games. I don't know if you stop going to their games or maybe you need to, like, I just recently looked up what are some areas around here where there's like a metal shop. So like Josh has never done welding. So I was like, oh, is there some kind of welding class I can set up for him? Because as they get older, there's more stress. Like yeah. he's getting his. Go back to doing something with your hands. Exactly. It has to do something with your hands. So that was like, I was thinking, okay, he's on YouTube a lot. What does he like to watch? Oh, he's watching Mm. Mark Roper. Okay. He's making things. Let me see what are something nearby we can do and make something. Yeah. So this is very important. We have to turn on our brainstorm superpower moms and not give into the negativity and use it to just guide them to more Mm -hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And I've done this coaching. There's a child whose parent, I mean, he's been so depressed. He's starting to get C's and he's so negative. And I said, just keep creating more experiences. Keep doing them. Even though he hates it. Guess what? <laughs> After five months, he's like, oh, you know, she texted me. He gave me a hug. Oh, we went to go do something. He actually gave me a hug. Yeah. But that's for like five months of just continuing to you know, pour in those positive experiences. Mm-hmm. You don't know the depths of their depression or their anxiety, mm-hmm. but they'll finally realize, okay, that the chemicals, the serotonin, those things are reaching. And so we want to help them. We mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. And that's so good. And it sounds like, you know, the principles are the same, whether it's soul care for us or soul care for our kids. And I do think it's important to be willing, like you said, to, um, like put our oxygen mask on first. Is that what you said? Uh, yep. Yep. The airplane analogy so that we then have the tools to help our children. So if we're not 
if we don't know how to deal with stress, we're not going to be able to help them deal with stress. If we don't know the importance of using our hands to, you know, eliminate that anxiety, if we don't understand the importance of all of those four categories, we're not able to help them. And so often I forget to apply the same principles that help me to my children. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I think that oh, I'm a grown up and my stress is more or, you know, it's whatever I'm trying is like, pokey and hocus pocus and they don't need that they're kids their life is easy but i forget that those same strategies are really helpful yeah i think that's really wise and insightful because the other thing is sharing our stories is very powerful i talked about how social wellness is very important to share our stories and so mm-hmm. among kids kids don't really share their stories they're they're, they're not going to talk about yeah. it so there are that source of sharing our stories meaning when we're stressed. And that mm-hmm. really remember I remember when Josh he was he was a bench player first mm-hmm. time it you know once he hit varsity and that was very hard for him in his world. And I can yeah. easily say things like, well your identity's not in soccer. Focus on your identity and God. Yeah. That's what I would have done prior to my own soul care journey, but now I know. Mm. I'll say I'll share a story. I go, I, I understand. It feels terrible to be rejected. And I would share a story, even though it's not a boy story, it's a girl story. Yeah. No, he listened. Guess what? I got his attention. He was listening and he connected. Yeah. And I think, you know what? This is going to be hard. This is going to be a really hard year. It's really going to be hard, but we're going to do extra things to help lift your mood. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, it's okay, mom. It's okay. I'm like, I know. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to talk about it. What are some of the things that, you know, can help lift your mood? Yeah. So, you know, you have that language and then you share that story. And for sure, I can do none of this if I did not prioritize my own wellness. So I don't want Mm -hmm. anybody to think, oh, wow, yeah, Bonnie does everything she's supposed to do, you know, Mm -hmm. because I suffer from anxiety and depression myself. I've overcome it, but I'm very sensitive to it. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say I overcome it, meaning I know what my stressors are and I know what actions have different practices. I've talked about 21 in the book, but you'll start finding your own and you're, you're going to build that toolkit for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's why I'm able, like you said, once I realize, okay, I'm really stressed. I can identify with Josh. I can say, yeah, yeah I get it. That just happened to me last week. And it creates that emotional bond. But then mm-hmm. I'm, because we are our, our kid's parent. We can coach them. We'll say, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. This will help. Mm-hmm. And that that is the two-step rhythm is identify by sharing the story, but then you're also going to guide them to coach them. This is what's going to help and this is what we're going to do. But we can't say that if we have not done it. We're not going to know what's going to help mm-hmm. if yeah. we don't go on that own journey, our own journey first. And it's continual. Like I'm hitting a different season now in my life as a woman. They're new stressors. So it's not like I've already achieved it. Just like the right. Apostle Paul. He says, not that I have achieved anything, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I'm, it's not my adequacy, but it's my, my inadequacy. My, my weakness is my strength. And I, I understand the truth of that from soul care. Oh, okay. I'm learning new stressors. Okay, God, help me to continue growing. What is yeah. now in my season? And it's different from last year. Mm-hmm. And this helps us to be on that same par with our children. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is now a new area that we're going to want to, you know, pump up and boost you because this is going to be really challenging. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so good. All right. Well, I look forward to our listeners getting hold of your book because I, I have no doubt that they will benefit and their family will benefit from them applying these practices. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Thank you. Yeah. Go to soulcarequiz.com. Make that your first stop before you purchase the book. (laughs) Breathe 21 days to stress less and transform chaos to calm. And there's going to be a small group guide so you can have fun with other friends to do this exploration together. Oh, good. I love small group activities. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You can find Bonnie at bonniegray.com. She's on Instagram and Facebook as The Bonnie Gray. You can find her soul care quiz at soulcarequiz.com. I'll link to all of that, plus where you can find her new book, Breathe, in the show notes. Are you struggling to keep track of everything that's going on in your family? Well, if so, you're not alone. Managing everyone's expectations and schedules can be challenging. However, a regular family meeting can change all that. These weekly check-ins enable you to approach each week with purpose and to be more connected with one another. So if you think this is something you might want to try and you need a little help getting started, you can download my free family meeting packet, which includes sample agendas and discussion ideas. Just go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash resources to get your copy today.